Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Hello. Today we're going to be talking about the case of Anthony Lerm. Ooh. So this happened in 2001 in sunny Singapore. Okay, so let me introduce the characters to you, okay? Okay. We're talking about Anthony Lerm and Annie Leung. Mm-hmm. They met when they were... Um, Annie was 15 and Anthony was 19 in 1990. Mm-hmm. And they met at church, they fell in love, and they got married five years later. Aw, that's cute. Yeah. So, how Anthony describes their relationship is, Anthony said that he is the devil and she is the angel. Oh. That's <laughs> odd, right? And so, Annie was known to be a very soft-spoken, very nice um, lady. Uh-huh. She actually quit her job at the bank to help Anthony with his business. Mm-hmm. So, Anthony has met with a lot of failures setting up businesses. Okay. Yep. And so, finally, um, after getting married, Annie had to return to her job because she had very little savings for herself because she was always helping Anthony with his debts. Uh-huh. And so once they had a baby, she went back to work. And this is where things just sh- like got bad, okay? Okay. In 1997, Anthony had an affair Ooh. with an, a lady named Berlinda. Uh-huh. And things got worse because Anthony started bringing Berlinda into their marital home. And so oh. Annie, you know, she's like, okay, that's not... But yeah, yeah. That's- So, in 1999, Annie took her daughter and left Anthony for good. Mm-hmm. And so, before moving on, let's let's talk about Anthony, okay? Okay. Anthony has so many failures in his life. His first failure was, you know, he ran a business with Annie uh-huh. and that did not go well. Annie had to go back to work for money, right? Yeah. And so, with his um, affair, Berlinda, he... Yeah. Ventured in graphics design business, which then failed. They had to close it down, and then they ventured in a modeling agency, which again failed. And finally, they tried an entertainment magazine, uh-huh. which also failed. And in total, oh, he yeah. had like about a hundred thousand dollars in debt. Oh wow! Yeah, so it's just like a downhill for him. Yeah, and it's gonna get worse because in two thousand in February. Annie started the divorce proceedings. Okay, yeah. And so, you know, with all of his failures, his debt, mm-hmm. and now a divorce, yeah. he just... He's just not in a great place. In August, he attempted suicide and Annie uh-huh. came to his rescue. And in October, well, he had another affair. He's just not, like, doing it well. He's just not, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So here's the thing, right? When he was having an affair with Belinda, he's always told Belinda that he's going to kill Annie. Uh-huh. I think he's just so upset that yeah. she left him. Well, I mean, he's so bitter. First. Yeah, but he's so bitter with his life, his failing. Yeah. And with the divorce, I'm sure he will have to pay support yeah, for, for the, the kid. kid, right? So I think he really did not want to go through the divorce. Yeah. He told Belinda that I'm going to kill my wife. I'm going to kill my wife for leaving me. I mean, you you are the one who like cheated, but okay. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, here's when shit hit the fan, okay? In 2001, February. 
Okay. Anthony met a bunch of boys. So uh-huh. in this group of boys, um, there's a boy named Ken. Ken and Anthony used to live in the same neighborhood. Uh-huh. And Ken had a tiny little hamster and Anthony had a dog. And they would usually go to the same park to bring, you know, their pets out. Mm-hmm. And so that's when the two of them met. And in 2001, um, Anthony spotted Ken with his group of friends at a McDonald's. Uh-huh. And Anthony, mind you, 30 four-year-old man yeah. started hanging out with a group of 15, oh 16-year-olds. I think mm-hmm. the oldest was 19. That's so weird. Like, is he yeah. okay? This, he's so weird. Yeah. So the group started hanging out frequently at the nearby coffee shop under the block and at the McDonald's. Mm-hmm. And they would hang out at night and they started talking. And one of the most peculiar conversations they had, right, was... Anthony would often ask them, you guys have guts or not? You guys dare to kill someone or not? And so, Great. the boys found it really weird, right? That Obviously. But the boys being boys, uh-huh. they were like, yeah, I'm not scared. I got get into fights before. This Typical is Typical secondary school boys, yeah. Right? Yeah. So, trying to, you know, like, show off who's more macho, in yeah. a sense. So, they'll be like, yeah, I dare. Like, what's there to be scared of? Yeah. And so Anthony is the like... The Singapore police force is what's to be scared of, bro. <laughs> and so, um, in April, finally, you know, Anthony asked them to kill his wife. Mm-hmm. And so the boys were like, telling the police this in the f- in the future. Like, I thought it was very weird. You know, he's yeah. always asking us to kill. Yeah. And finally, one day, he, he said, you know, yeah. to Ken... Hey, Ken, just kill my wife. I'll give you $100,000. You don't have to worry about anything. Look at me. I've killed so many people. My businesses are just a front for my killing business. Is that true? No. So He's okay, just saying yeah. it to assure Ken that you can get away with murder. Yeah. Which, in this case, if I'm here telling you this story, it's he because didn't, yeah. he didn't <laughs> get away with murder. Yeah. And so... $100,000? Isn't yeah. he $100,000 in debt? What's he trying mm-hmm. to do? Yeah. So, the $100,000 is the exact amount of money he will get after selling any mentioned Ah. Yeah. And so, he yeah. started engaging like Ken and he said that, Ken, um, it's super easy. Like, I'll teach you. I'll do everything. You in or not? Just imagine, you get $2,000 a month for doing nothing, you know? $100,000. Eh? It's everyone's dream to earn this kind of money, you know? And so Ken being a 15-year-old boy, you know, he's yeah. so easily manipulated. He's so young. Yeah, and it's very hard to say no to adults, let's be real. And, and, especially, and especially Anthony seems like such a manipulative guy already. Yeah. This was Anthony's clear instructions yeah. to Ken. Don't let anyone see your face. Don't leave any fingerprints. Use the correct weapon. Make it look like a robbery. Don't let the victim hurt you. Don't leave any cigarette butts around. Wipe off any blood and fingerprints. Destroy all the evidences. Avoid suspicion. Don't panic and act normal. Yeah, that sounds so easy. Right? And so he gave Ken some money and said, Go buy um, SIM card so that we can discreetly have um, our conversations. And so then he gave money to buy knife, gloves, a helmet and a cloth. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, Ken listening to all these instructions went ahead. At this point, it was almost like Ken had to prove himself to Anthony, you know? Yeah. 
feel like he doesn't really know what he's doing anyway. He's yeah. just doing what he's told. Like, oh, buy a knife, okay, I'll just do it. Like, just go with it. Yeah. And so, Anthony finally met up at Ken at his house, at mm-hmm. Anthony's house. And Anthony told Ken, like, okay, um, a human's neck is as thin as a newspaper. All you have to do is slice this newspaper and that's how easy it is. Yeah, so I really doubt read, that. I highly doubt that. He said the skin is very thin. Yeah, true, but you need to get way past the skin to kill someone. Yeah, so he... Not that I'm saying from experience. (laughs) So he wrapped the bolster with a newspaper and told um, Ken to grab it and slice the newspaper. Uh And so that was their practice sessions. Yeah. And then finally, you know, after some practicing, they finally went ahead to do it on 10th of May. So here were the instructions given by Anthony, right? Yeah. It's to go to her block and when he's running up the stairs to the fourth level where Annie lives, uh-huh. put on the helmet while running, uh, make sure you have your gloves on and get the knife on standby and stand at the right side of the lift. Uh-huh. Annie usually exits the lifts and turn to the left because that's where her flat is. Yeah. So then you can just go behind, um, grab her and slice her neck and run. Mm. And so this was the clear instructions, super yeah. easy, right? But, you know, on 10th, you know, Ken just couldn't do it. He just mm-hmm. couldn't do it. He's 15, you know. Yeah. He he went up and, you know, he stood, he stand by and he couldn't do it. He called Anthony and said, I- I'm not sure if it's her, you know, I, I mm-hmm. can't just kill a random person. Yeah. And so Anthony was like, okay, fine, you know what, I'm going to call her to come down right now. When she's going back up, mm-hmm. you slash her, you try again. Yeah. And so Ken couldn't yeah. do it because this time Annie came with a child, Evelyn. Oh. So she was going down and up with her. And so Ken was like, I can't do it, man. Your daughter's there's there. Kid, yeah, yeah, there's a kid there. And so Anthony's like, fine, it's fine. We'll try again tomorrow. Yeah. And on 11th, Ken couldn't do it again. He just, mm-hmm. he couldn't do it. Yeah. When the police asked him why he couldn't do it on the 11th, he said that at that point, I just felt like this wasn't worth it anymore. Yeah. You know, he just said that. I don't think, like, the money is worth anymore. Yeah, smart kid. Yeah, and so Anthony did not let this go. Anthony now threatened Ken, saying that mm. if you don't do this, I'm going to kill you because mm-hmm. you know too much. Mm-hmm. You know, you know that my plan for her. Yeah. So I'm not going to let you go off. I'm going to kill you. Let's do this on Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. And Mother's Day is 13th of May. Ken said, absolutely, no, I don't want to do this on Mother's Day. That is just mm-hmm. so cruel. I want Evelyn to spend Mother's Day with Annie. Yeah. Can you imagine at this point, a 15-year-old boy has more of a heart than a 34-year-old yeah, man. Yeah, the fact that he has to shoulder all of this. Right. He can't just tell anyone, you know. Yeah, and so finally on 14th of May, they went to the house again. And yeah. this time, um, they practiced some more and... Anthony had this paranoia that his house was being bugged, okay? So, they had their conversation sitting side by side in front of a computer and typing it out on Microsoft Word. Mm -hmm. So, they were literally, like, talking to each other, but not verbally, but Mm. typing it on Microsoft Word. These files were obviously deleted, but you really think the police can't recover deleted files? Yeah, exactly. I feel like that's less secure. Yeah, and yes... I'm telling you this because they did recover those yeah. conversations <laughs> and that's an evidence. And so finally, you know, um, before... That's um, kind of dumb, honestly. Yeah. Before heading to um, Annie's place, um, in Anthony's house, Anthony ripped a newspaper, uh, the front page of a 23rd April 2001 newspaper and wrapped the knife in it and gave it to um, 
Ken to put it in his back pocket yeah. and then gave him a ziplock from his kitchen to Ken to um, dispose the knife of. Yeah. Okay. And so <clears throat> they took the bus together to Annie's place and then they separated ways. Um, Ken went, you know, to where he's supposed to stand by for the slashing. Yeah. yeah. And Anthony went under the block and called Annie saying that, hey, it's... I need you to sign some documents. So mind you, it's 11.30pm, okay? It's mm-hmm. almost midnight. Yeah. And he said, and she's like, what? It's almost midnight. Can't this wait till tomorrow? Yeah. And he's like, no, I need them uh, for tomorrow, oh, actually. Okay. So I need it done tonight. Yeah. And so she came down with Evelyn. And that's why he couldn't do the deed because he was with, uh, she was with Evelyn. Yeah. And so Anthony um, said to Ken... Um, he called Ken and said, don't worry, I'm sending her back up. You do it then. And that's uh-huh. your only chance or else I'm going to kill you. Uh-huh. And so when Annie came down with Evelyn, um, she didn't have a pen for her to sign. Uh-huh. And so Evelyn was, I mean, Annie, Annie was like, so you come here at 11.30 for me to sign something, but you don't bring along a pen. Uh-huh. And so he's like, sorry, I forgot. You can just bring this up and sign upstairs and then come down and pass it to me. Uh-huh. And so Annie's like, fine, you here, here you go play with Evelyn for a while while I'm doing this. Yeah. And so Anthony picked up Evelyn. This unsafe. I wouldn't trust this dude with like a kid. I mean, but you have to see that they were married, they were in love for true, so true. many years. And she know? doesn't know what he's and doing. And also, this is his child. Like, true, yeah, that's you know, true. she won't think like you will be mean to your own child, right? That's true. So she went up the lift to mm-hmm. get with the documents to get a pen, right, to mm-hmm. sign. She went up to the fourth floor, she exited the lift, she turned to the left, Ken was there, behind mm. her, covered her mouth, grabbed her, and slit her throat, Yeah, and dropped her and ran. Mm-hmm. He did it, you know? And so a neighbor found her, Yeah, screamed, mm-hmm. and Anthony heard the scream, ran up to um, the fourth level, yeah. saw any bleeding out mm-hmm. and called the ambulance she was admitted to Tan Tok Sing hospital and passed away several hours later mm. he actually did it he really did it yeah that must really suck for him like a lot Ken is it? Ken yeah for Ken and so here's the thing right um the police came to the scene of the crime and yeah. on the third level near the staircase they found a newspaper yeah. And the police said, right, the investigating officer said that it was so peculiar because it was almost exactly folded so that a knife could be in it. Uh-huh. And so they took it as evidence. <laughs> if y'all heard my previous story about yeah. newspapers... Newspapers, man, they are just... Just don't use a newspaper if you want to murder. <laughs> I mean, don't murder. Yeah, first rule, don't murder. But... Just newspapers, man. Right? Don't use them. Like, they literally yeah. dated. Yeah. yeah. And so, they brought that into evidence. And mm-hmm. then, you know, they went to Anthony's house. And despite the fact that there was a funeral going on. Mm-hmm. And they were getting ready for her wake and all. They went to Anthony's house. And you know what they saw? A stack of newspaper. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and you know what they saw? They saw... The newspaper, 23rd April 2001, without the first page. And you know what do they have in evidence? The first page. This is literally exactly the same thing that happened in the last story. Are you kidding me? And what so the hell are they doing? Did they not read the news? At least learn from each other, god damn it. And so the police sees the entire stack of newspaper. 
the investigating officer said that I don't know why, but I just knew I had to. I knew this stack of newspapers would be important. Oh my god, I can just, like, I can only imagine just their shock when they go and, like, so I found this newspaper, like, oh, what's that gonna do? And then a stack of newspapers in the suspect's house, just with the exact page on. The police asked him, where is the first page of this newspaper? And he's like, the first page? Hmm, I don't know, should be somewhere around the house. Oh god. <laughs> and so police start investigating around the area, right, Um, asking about hey, have you seen Anthony around here? Like, do you yeah. know about him? And everyone was like, yeah, he's always hanging at McDonald's with a group of teenagers. Uh-huh. And so it wasn't really that hard to track the teenagers <laughs> down, okay? They're and it teenagers. wasn't that hard They're to get him to start talking. Yeah. And so they got Ken. Yeah. They got the whole group of boys, right? And they started asking them, and they said that it was really strange. He's always talking about murdering his wife, mm-hmm. and he's always asking us to do it. And yeah. so finally... They interviewed Ken. Now, Ken is not his real name because he's a minor and they can't disclose his name. So, yeah. Ken is his, like, fake name, his alias. Just respectful. Respectful. <laughs> Very respectful, huh? Respectful. Yeah, and so, it's the law, by the way. If you're yeah. a minor and you commit a crime, Ooh. they don't... <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. So they interviewed Ken and immediately Ken said that, yeah... It was me. Anthony made me do it. Mm-hmm. And so the police were like, okay, like, is there anything you can help us with to, to you know, like, really give us evidence that Anthony is the one who um, planned this murder? Mm-hmm. And said that, yeah, we used to type in his computer in Microsoft where he talks about everything. Yeah. And he also gave me this Ziploc bag. Mm-hmm. And so the policemen, they went to his house they got his Ziploc bags. I don't know how, okay, but they yeah. managed to identify that this Ziploc bag is exactly from that this box packaging. of packaging. Z- I guess it's the serial codes. Yeah, but they managed to a- identify that it's similar, and they mm-hmm. also managed to identify the newspaper were from the same stack. Mm-hmm. They did some forensic sciences stuff, yeah. and they managed to identify that this single piece of newspaper is from his house. That's so cool. Yeah, and so they already had two evidence. The police were very, like, unsure at this point because they literally have the word of a 15-year-old boy. Yeah. And they weren't sure how this was going to run in trial. Yeah. And so in trial, um, you know, Anthony turned everything against the boys. Mm-hmm. So when people saw Anthony at Annie's funeral, right, yeah. they said that his expression of shock and tears were rehearsed. They could see that he was crying crocodile tears. Wow. And during the entire trial, mm-hmm. you know, um, he never showed any remorse. He kept a cool smile throughout it all. He's, oh wow, okay. Yeah, and I saw the photos in the yeah. newspaper where he was just smiling. He was arrested, you know, yeah. but he was smiling. It's so uncomfy. Right? It's like, it's one thing to do it and then feel bad, yeah. but it's another to feel like no nothing. Remorse, just yeah. to be smiling. Like, I mean, you literally ruined Ken's life. And like, he, he, he planned and this Annie for and so Evelyn, long, you yeah. know? And so, um, when the police questioned him, asking like, why didn't you bring a pen? Isn't it odd that you would actually go to get someone to sign a document but not bring a pen? And he's like, it's not my habit to bring a pen. I just don't bring a pen wherever I go. I could go mm-hmm. to like 
the betting center and I won't have a pen even though my intentions are to write in the betting paper so extra like you didn't need to say all that like right? okay but, like he sounds yeah. he sounds so desperate to me and then and then the police he sounds very like, defensive yeah. yeah the police were like okay it's almost midnight why didn't you just go to a house why did you make her come down yeah and then he's like I just wanted to go to the playground with my daughter he's like but it's almost midnight hey if you're a divorced father, you will know that even five minutes with your daughter is it's something you don't want to lose out. Yeah. And so if you're a father of a daughter, you should know that it's not very nice to cheat. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. And so the police knew that if any died, he would get the house. Yeah. And he would also get some insurance yeah. to help take care of Evelyn, their kid. And so that was, you know, he already has a motive for murder, money, and someone being in a $100,000 debt. Yeah. You know, to know that, you know, you're going to be paying for support, child support, mm-hmm. you just don't want more financial burden, right? hmm And so then in court, he appealed saying that it was actually the boys mm-hmm. who wanted to murder Annie. I mean... There's really no point doing that. The so, boys will have no motive. So here's what Anthony said in court, right? Mm-hmm. He said that we were just chilling, talking one day, but these boys were like boasting and showing off that they're such, um, you know, bold boys. Yeah. And so I said, I just for fun say lah, like, oh, you really bold, man. You really got guts, ah. You can murder someone or not. Mm-hmm. And the boys were like, yeah lah, can lah, of course. Mm. And so he just for fun you know, name the price because they were asking for a price. Mm-hmm. They said like, of course I can murder, but how much first? I cannot mm. just murder for fun. Then he just threw out a number, $100,000. And so when the boy said, okay, it was now a game of bluff. Who's mm. calling bluff? Mm. Are the boys calling bluff or is Anthony calling bluff? And he just wanted to push them further. And so he just threw a name randomly. Okay lah, my wife killed my wife. Mm. And he said, the reason why I said my wife's name is because um, that's the only person the boys know mm-hmm. I'm in contact of. So if yeah. I say anyone else's name, they will call my bluff. Yeah. But I had to make it seem like, you know, I was serious. Uh-huh. And so it's they so kept childish. saying, so, so childish, childish. For what, what is she doing? Yeah. Man, yeah. So, and then it was now like, you know, they kept pushing each other. They kept, you know, playing the game. Mm. And so... He didn't think that they would go through it, but he mm-hmm. didn't want to give in because he didn't want to lose to them. And At so, the cost of someone's life. That's just a dumb... Yeah, and so he said that when he actually killed Annie, he yeah. was shocked. He uh-huh. said that, oh my god, I thought it was just a game. But I mean, no, the police did like, not buy this because yeah. all the evidence that Ken gave yeah. matched... And also, the Microsoft document where it was actually Anthony who was yeah. asking Ken to murder. And also, the his affair, mm-hmm. Belinda, um, she she said that, yeah, you know, even when we were having an affair, he was always saying that he wants to murder his wife, he wants mm-hmm. to kill his wife. And so, with all of this, he could not, he could not appeal his sentence. And finally, in 2002, he was hung to death. Oh. Poor Annie, man. I just feel yeah. so bad for her. Poor Annie, Evelyn, and Ken. Ken. He seems to have absolutely no remorse. Yeah. He was smiling, and it was so eerie looking at the photos. 
of him smiling. He's so creepy. He's such a smug smile on his face. Yeah. I hate that it feels so real, you know? Like, it feels like it could happen anytime. To anyone. To anyone, yeah. Like, just a guy who you think you can trust and, like, starts hanging out and then, like, it just sounds so bad. And you can't, like, get out of it. Right. But that's it for today's story, you guys. What do you think? Let us know. Talk to us. (laughs) (laughs) Tweet us. Instagram us. We're on Instagram now. It's just the same homebrew evil. Bye. Bye!